You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Good morning. Oh, it feels good. Feels good to be with you today. For those that don't know, I'm the pastor. <laughs> Occasionally. <laughs> it's been a wild six weeks, hasn't it? Well, maybe not for you, but it has been for, for Deb and myself. Started with vacation and, and then it just uh, went into COVID and now we are all negative, Gigi's negative. So I want to thank the Lord for that. We continue in our series on telling the story of Jesus. And we go from Mark chapter 2, verses 23 through 28. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields and his disciples walked along. They began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abiathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Father, we ask that you'd give us ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts to receive what the Spirit is saying to the church today. In Jesus' name, amen. The last time we looked in chapter two, we, we saw that there was a question that had come concerning why Jesus' disciples did not fast. And last time I shared with you, we went to Isaiah 58 and we looked at that passage of scripture of really what is the essence of fasting. And we kind of boil it down to fasting is for connection. We fast so that we can be connected in a greater measure with the Lord. And so when fasting is a religious duty or a religious obligation or an observance that we're doing, not so much because we want to get closer to the Lord, but because we want to manipulate the Lord, we want to have him in our behalf, do what we want him to do, when we want to do it, and we think that we can control things through religious, religious observances such as fasting and even prayer. It's like, uh, we've missed the boat. And so Isaiah goes through the, tr the essence of, of fasting, which is really interesting. After he goes through, Isaiah goes through all the, the, the first uh, 12 verses of, of 58, talking about what a true fast is. He brings it right along and it, it parallels what happens in the gospel of Mark chapter two. It goes from the question about fasting to the Sabbath. And here's what Isaiah 58, beginning at verse 13 says. And this is in the context of fasting. If you stop pursuing your own desires on my holy day and refrain from disregarding the Sabbath, if you call the Sabbath a delightful pleasure and Yahweh's holy day honorable, if you honor it properly by not chasing your own desires 
serving your own interest and speaking empty words, then you will find the joyous bliss that comes from serving Yahweh. And I will cause you to prosper and be carried triumphantly over the high places of the land. You will enjoy the heritage of Jacob, your ancestor. Certainly the mouth of Yahweh has spoken it. Man, this is just full of some conditions. If you count them, there's like uh, three ifs and, and then a then. So if you stop pursuing your own desires on the Sabbath, if you call the Sabbath a delightful pleasure and, the, and you honor the Lord's day, if you honor it by not chasing your own desires and serving your own interests and speaking empty words. Wow. Fasting is supposed to get us to kind of the, the, to the place at the end of ourselves. And we see that the connection between observing the Sabbath and fasting is really important. Doesn't matter how you fast, if you're violating the commandments of the Lord, your fast isn't gonna produce anything. Uh, and matter of fact, that's probably a wrong word, produce. But, but, but the full effect of connecting more fully with him, we miss it out. We, we miss out on it because we think that fasting is separate from being in connection and favor with him. And so you gotta watch this because what was happening with God's people in Isaiah was that they were, they were fasting, but they weren't fasting from the motive of their heart of knowing him. And as a result, they were speaking empty words on the Sabbath. They, they weren't honoring the Sabbath and, and they weren't keeping it. It was not a, a joy to them. So since fasting is for connection with God, it's important while you're fasting not to sin. <laughs> you don't break one of the big tens while you're fasting. It doesn't work very well that way. <clears throat> um, the Sabbath is a holy day, a day set apart. The whole sense of holy is it's other. It's other than what is our normal. It's different. The Holy Spirit is a spirit that's of a different nature. And so we, we see that the Sabbath is a holy day. Go, we'll go to Exodus chapter 20, verses eight through 11. Here we find the 10 commandments and this is the commandment about the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your animals, nor the alien within your gates. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Now I know as a teenager, when I read that, I just was so happy because that meant on the Sabbath, I didn't have to do any chores. That's work. You know, and, and so I wanted to, to make sure mom and dad understood that we need to be good believers 
and keep the rules. No work. At our house, Chewy's not allowed to work. That's our dog. Your animals aren't supposed to work. Your children aren't supposed to work. Your servants aren't supposed to work. Even the aliens. No work for E.T. on the Sabbath. <laughs> aliens here is referring to foreigners. You know, anyone that's, if you have an exchange student, you're not supposed to have them work. You know, it's like, I'm keeping the Sabbath, but you guys go and do all the stuff. You don't know. It's, it's a day that's different than the other days. And the Lord rested on the Sabbath day. So he says, to keep this commandment, we're, we're to keep it holy. Because the Sabbath is holy. Means it's, another, it's a day that's other than the other days. No work by anyone in your household. Rest. We've been doing a lot of that as we've recovered from COVID. I've had, I've had one day of 12 hours of sleep. That's amazing. And the crazy thing about it, at about eight o'clock in the morning, the sleep really got good. From eight to noon was just wonderful. And uh, just, just interesting. But it's a day of rest. It's a blessed day. It's to be a delight. It's a day of delight. And I've, I've preached on Sabbath before, but I just want to remind you that the Sabbath is, is to be a delightful day of fellowshipping and connecting with the Lord. <clears throat> it should always have a measure of worship and, and closeness and intimacy and, and just being with him in a, in a way that uh, is different from the weekday where we have our, our, our jobs, our work, where we're with him through the workday, but on the Sabbath, we're with him without the distractions of the demands that come upon us during the week. And so setting it apart. I wanna encourage you to take seriously keeping the Sabbath. For our culture, that could be a tall order. And for some of us, we may have to start small. We may have to start with a Sabbath that consists of four hours. And we give four hours to the Lord. And as we get comfortable with that, we expand it to six and eight and 12 until we get to a full 24 hour period that we can establish as a day of rest, delight, refreshing, recreating. Um, Jesus is gonna help us understand a little bit more about the Sabbath here in just a second. We find in the text that the last time I spoke, the question was, why is your disciples not fasting? So it went from a question, which wasn't really a question. I don't think they really cared. I think they were wanting to point out to Jesus that he wasn't being a good rabbi and that his students needed to be reprimanded and he needed to get them in line. But it comes upon Jesus as a question and now it goes to an accusation. Your disciples, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? They are in violation. 
And so we can see through this section of the Gospel of Mark and in all the Gospels that there's an increase in the animosity towards Jesus, the, ap- the opposition towards him. And it continues to increase in, in intensity to the place where they eventually crucify him. But here they're, they're, they're worried about that. Why are they doing that? And, and here's the problem. When we get into religious observances and keeping the rules, we often lose the relationship. We don't understand why the rules are there in the first place. Why the rule about the Sabbath? It's because God loves his kids and he wants to spend special time with his kids. It's not because he wants to see if you can jump through one more hoop. He's designed something within your week that gives you an opportunity to connect and reconnect and to more fully connect with him. But it's amazing that uh, when you have a lack of relationship with the Lord, it's amazing how we gravitate toward rules. I don't know how many times people come and they want to know, what should I do? And that's the thing. What should I do about this situation? What should I do about that? And it's like, talk to Jesus. Talk with your father. You have a real person in the Lord who's there to give you all the information that you need. But we would rather to have the church give us a list of rules and do's and don'ts, and we'd rather adhere to those so that we know if we're doing well or we're not doing well. Because that relational thing, some of us aren't very good at. And it's like, how do I have a relationship with the Lord? I'd rather keep his laws, his principles, his rules, his guidelines. I'd rather, I'd rather follow that than take the effort and the energy to exert, to talk with him. Well, I've tried that. And he doesn't say anything. I ask him and nothing happens. Stay. <laughs> Stay. There will always be breakthrough if we will stay in his presence, if we'll continue with our question, if we pursue uh, information that he knows and we need his guidance to lead us. We have to just stay with him until he speaks. But I don't want to. I, I, got, a, I got an appointment at two o'clock. You know, he's got this much time and if he hasn't said anything, then I'll figure it out on my own. Eh, we're missing the whole concept of relationship. The relationship with him versus keeping the rules. It's amazing how we gravitate to that. One of the reasons why the Old Testament, God's people in the Old Testament would gravitate towards keeping the law is because after they received the law and they didn't obey the law, and then they went into captivity or bad things happened, they thought it was because they, they, they broke the commandments. So they, they took the commandments and then they interpreted the commandments and made all these little sub-commandments 
that would come out that would kind of bring a hedge around the original commandments to make sure that we don't violate at least the original, the, the original, oh. And so we get all of these things that you can't, you know, have a, a, a sewing needle on your lapel on the Sabbath because that's considered work. And so they, they try to do this. Why? Because of fear. They do it out of fear of punishment. Because their understanding is if you don't do what God says, he'll punish you and you'll go into exile and you will be taken over by your enemies. And over and over and over, we see that Jesus comes to reveal the true nature of the Father. Because through the course of history, God's people still misunderstood who he was and what his commandments were really intended for. They weren't intended to be the litmus test to see if I'm gonna whack you or bless you. They were designed for your connection with him to enhance your relationship and so that you can have confidence to come into his presence and receive from him. Well, Jesus is showing here in this passage that even David understood God's nature. Even in the Old Testament, David understood more of God's nature. He was aware of the commandments, especially regarding the temple and the Sabbath and the holy place, (laughs) but he also understood the nature of God, that God loved him, and that when he was hungry, God was concerned for his, his need for food. So what did David do? He, he, he didn't violate the, the Sabbath in a small way of plucking a few grains of head uh, as, as you're walking in the grain fields. No, he went in <laughs> to the house of God. He ate the consecrated bread that only was lawful for the priest to eat. And not only did he do that, but he gave some to his companions, his friends, the the ones that were with him. He he spread the bread. And it's like, oh my, we're talking about a major, major violation of the law. Hmm. Jesus even kind of picks this up later in Matthew. He talks about which of you, if his son asked for bread, Will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? See, the nature of God that Jesus is revealing to us is one of Father. He is a Father. And what Father, when the child is hungry, doesn't want to see their child fed. Even if it's on the Sabbath and it's the consecrated bread, the father is more concerned about the need of his child. And so he, he feeds them. So it's, the question is, you really don't understand the nature of God. You don't understand that first above everything else, he's a father. He's a good father. He's a good father who loves his kids and wants to give good gifts to his kids. And when they're hungry, he wants to feed them. 
Jesus is revealing through this unlawful act of his disciples, the real essence of the Father's nature and his own relationship with the Father, not as the Son of God, but if you notice the text, the Son of Man. Jesus is identifying with us as human beings and he's letting us know that as a human being, the Son of Man, the Messianic title, he's coming to reestablish our understanding of who God is, what his nature is. He's setting the record straight about the nature of, of the Father and the authority of the Son of Man. Jesus has authority and he is not controlled by religious rules. And he is the, as the Son of Man has come to make known the Father to all men. Therefore, he says, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. And they hated Jesus because he didn't keep the rules. They wanted to kill Jesus because he healed on the Sabbath. Is healing work? Yeah. It's the work of the Lord. But you're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. Jesus redefines. The Sabbath is made for man. <laughs> if you have your donkey in a ditch, you'll go get your ox, your donkey, out of the ditch. Whatever day it is. Jesus is helping us understand God is not about being the taskmaster of rule keeping, but he desires relationship with his children. He wants them to know him and his heart, and he wants to share the good gifts that he has with us. So I thought today, this would be a great day for us to see some healing. So Father, we just acknowledge that the Sabbath is for connection with you. Times I don't understand why they got so upset with healing on the Sabbath. Anything that brings you honor and glory and shows your love and your power, your authority should be celebrated every day of the week and twice on Sunday. And I pray, Father, that there would be a real release of your healing grace today to those in this, in this room and for those that are watching online, we pray, Father, that whatever their condition is, that your Sabbath heart would be released, that there would be a full connection and anything that's obstructing intimacy with you would be removed, whether it's a sickness, whether it's a, a plague of just patterns of addiction, I pray, Father, that there would be a release from heaven to earth to bring a full restoration of intimate connection with you. Let your healing flow today. Let it come to us. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.